Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio News Update. It looks like one of the best MMA fighters of all time is going to call it quits. UFC legend George St. Pierre is set to announce his retirement from MMA on Thursday after an unsuccessful bid to fight with USC lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov. The former welterweight king has competed just once over the last five years, beating Michael Bisping via submission at UFC 217 back in November of 2017. Widely considered one of the best MMA fighters of all time, St. Pierre will retire as only one of six fighters to hold titles in two weight classes. He boasts a professional record of 26-2 and two and produced the third longest title reign in UFC history, which spanned 2,064 days and included nine, uh, nine successful defenses as well. Just minutes after Khabib heard the reports that GSP's impending reti- retirement, he made one last plea-, plea to the MMA legend to re- reconsider a fight. Taking to Instagram, the current UFC lightweight heavyweight champion offered George St. Pierre a fight in November saying, hey, let's do it in November and you can uh, retire after the fight. He also offered to fight GSP in various places in the world. Montreal, New York, Moscow, Abu Dhabi, all listed. Reports surfacing Wednesday that GSP scheduled a press conference for Thursday in Montreal to announce his retirement after failing to land that fight. Khabib was suspended over nine months, retroactive October 6th for his role in a brawl after his victory over Conor McGregor at UFC 229. That ban could be reduced by three months if he agrees to an anti- bully and PSA, but he said he doesn't plan to do so. If you want to see UNC and Duke... <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's the best anti... That's the best anti-bullying. No, I don't think so. Hey, Dana. No, no, it's okay. Anti-bullying? No, it's okay. You know what he actually said? He actually stated... Uh, he goes, I'm not going to do anything for the state of Nevada that uh, allows drugs and prostitution. I'm telling you, like he's, he's hardcore, this guy. He sure is. Hey, Gabe, if you want to go see UNC and Duke tonight, bring your wallet and multiple credit cards. North Carolina versus Duke tonight, arguably the most storied rivalry in college basketball. But just getting inside Cameron Indoor today, it's going to cost you tons. Ticket price is now going for at least $2,500. In comparison, the lowest price ticket for the Super Bowl, $2,674. One customer even paid over $10,600 for one ticket for this ACC clash, according to Vivid Seats. Between Zion Williamson's number one ranking and this being one of the biggest rivalries in sports, there's intense demand. There's also a limited supply of inventory because uh, the major effect is price. Cameron Indoor Stadium has 13% the seating capacity of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And when you factor in the floor seating reserved for students, you're left with a very short supply, massive demand, and that means expensive tickets. R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, and Duke head into the matchup as the top-rated team in the country at 23-2. UNC sits 8th at 20-5. and What a good one. Tip-off 9 o'clock. Duke is currently a 9-point favorite. Total set at 165. We also have some good games at 6.30. Morenzi, number 17, Villanova, laying 5.5 on the road at Georgetown. Total 148. Number 10, Michigan State hosting Rutgers. Spartans minus 16, 136. And Mississippi State laying 5.5 there. Uh, later on tonight, we got Florida and LSU. Tigers minus 7, 141. Number 18, Louisville at Syracuse. The Orange, a small favorite at minus 2, 133.5. 
Butler at Marquette. Marquette minus six over under 145. And later tonight, number six, Nevada at San Diego State. The Wolfpack minus seven and a half on the road. NFL News, Pittsburgh Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert told reporters today that they don't intend to use the franchise or transition tag on Levy and Bell. And still with the Steelers, Antonio Brown will be wearing new colors next year, but the team says they have no intention on giving away the receiver for pennies on the dollar. Brown due $2.5 million roster bonus on March 17th. And uh, so the Steelers have less than a month to find a suitable trade offer partner. In the NBA, the boys back, but Sixers are going to be without Joel Embiid for a week. He's suffering from a sore knee. And Wizards center Dwight Howard returning to the nation's capital to begin court workouts. The 33-year-old has battled health issues all season long, and he's been out since November the 18th. Well, there it is, everybody. Just four games in the NHL tonight, two Chicago and Detroit, Winnipeg and Colorado, Islanders at Calgary, and Vegas hosting Boston. But stick it around, everybody. We have a great show on the Met today. We got Mark Lawrence, capping legend, Gamblu, MMA talk. We got a lot of MMA news as well. My boy Morenzi, he's the captain of the ship. It's red heat and rage. Stick around, everybody. Bets and a whole lot of fun and picks, picks, picks. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am uh, Gabriel Morenzi. You just heard uh, Cam Stewart. You heard him uh, mention uh, that we've got a pretty uh, busy show uh, today with some heavyweights. We've got Mark Lawrence uh, will join us. We'll talk about this Duke-North Carolina game. Uh, ticket prices are insane. I uh, predicted earlier in the morning that the ticket prices would come down because just because, just because some psychopath wants $6,000, doesn't mean he's going to get six thousand uh, dollars on StubHub. I said it was it was two thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars, and after I said that, about twenty minutes later, Cam was actually an even twenty nine hundred. So it went up, <laughs> it went up twenty bucks. Uh, but I'm going to check in now. I can tell you. I can tell I'm you. Pretty sure, it's come down. I got to believe it's come down. I know me and you would never go to Duke. I went to community college, but I'll tell you one thing. If I was a, a Duke alum and had like a problems with a bookie or, or cash problems and some guy wanted to give me three grand for a ticket, I think I'd just sell it and go to the bar and watch the game or go hang out with your buddies. That's a nice chunk of change for one game. I know it's legendary, but come on, man. Everyone can use nah. a, a few grand. Dude, I've been around the block a couple of times, Cam, and I also happen to be in the ticket business, all right? It was all a hustle. And there's vivid seats. They probably never even sold a ticket for 10K. But they got all this pub out of it. Vivid they seats. Sure did. Vivid seats. <laughs> and I'm currently looking at StubHub right now. The ticket, Cam, that was $2,900 this morning. And I said, I guarantee you that these prices go down. They're just trying to gouge people. It is currently $1,900. Ooh. Yeah, there we $1, go. $1,000 shaved off. So give it, you know, the game's at 9 o'clock. Yeah, they they shut this down uh, basically. I think it might be thirty minutes before tip off on StubHub. It might be like forty five minutes. I'm not sure what the official cutoff is. It's like half an hour or so. Like it's not like five minutes before the event. Like it, they actually pull it. It's like a it's like a sports book app. They pull it. Yeah, it tips off. They go. 
Yeah, yeah. I, like I still can't. say, though, $2,000 for a college basketball game, if some guy wanted my seats, I got no problem with that. 1900 bucks. That's that's a nice chunk of change. I know it's Duke UNC. That's that's still very expensive. It's not even a championship game. I know it's crazy. I, I can't believe the they're getting they play. I saw a Syracuse game for twenty bucks. <laughs> they play. They play next week. Uh, they play. Uh, I guess the one ten. No, it's whatever it is. Next week, two weeks, March 9th, I think it is. Um, in in Chapel Hill, tickets are like a thousand dollars right now. So yeah. like you can wait, and you know, and so if it's a thousand now, it'll really be like seven hundred to get in. I guess the difference is, I was wondering about that, and I said that this morning. I was like, you know, you notice how it's always like a massive deal when North Carolina goes to Duke, but doesn't have the same quite shine when Duke goes to North Carolina. Same rivalry. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people go like, oh, my God. Oh, my I, God. Uh, I would rather party in Chapel Hill too. than go to Cameron. Are you kidding me? Like, I know like, a couple bands from Chapel Hill, like, they fired up. Like, that's one place at least I think we could have a hell of a lot more time. I'd rather go to Chapel Hill than Cameron Indoor. I'll tell you that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Too. If you gave me the choice, I'd be like, that. Nah. yeah, Cam, they'd be like, oh, but Cameron, the experience, yeah. I'd be like, whatever. Let's no go to thanks. the Dean Dome. I Let's agree. Let's go to the Dean Dome. 100%, buddy. You know what it is, though? The Dean Dome holds, like, 20,000 people. Cameron, yeah. I think it holds 9,000 people. I That's never the that. thing. Harder ticket. Yeah, we'll check the attendance and stuff. But once again, I was right about the ticket industry. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage on Radio, Fantasy Sports our Radio Network. As uh, we were talking about the ticket prices this morning, they were twenty nine hundred. I said they would plummet. They're now at nineteen hundred. I'll say they fall to about a thousand or so. It'll continue. It'll it'll continue to fall. People were trying to get greedy earlier in the day. Maybe they landed a couple of big uh, big fish and uh, reeled them in. Uh, for big money for these tickets. And like Cam stated, the people that bought these tickets, like the students, they they can't sell them. I think they have some like wristband type deal and the students get free tickets. Like the students don't pay. So they're getting in, but they're not the ones flipping them. But I guess they're season ticket holders that flip them. And there's not that many available. We'll check the the capacity. But one of our guests this morning who would know he's uh, he's married to Coach K's daughter. <laughs> so um, he said 9,000. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, I guess he would know. Yeah, we had quite the guest this morning. We had Bobby Valentine, manager, too. Well, uh, but now we raise it up a notch. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, old Bobby V. In, in disguise? <laughs> Best nice. if he came in studio with a fake mustache. Hey, Gabe. <laughs> Love I was Bobby told v. before, they're like, he might, not, he might not answer. He might not come on. He's yeah. kind of, you know. <laughs> You never know. And they, no, he came on. He was in a good mood. I don't know if uh, you know this, but must bring Mark Lawrence in. But uh, Bobby Valentine is actually the athletic director of Sacred Heart University. Wow. Mark, which I did not know. <laughs> 
No, I'm stunned to hear that. I had no idea that Bobby <laughs> Valentine uh, would be taking on an athletic yeah, no, no, director's like, yeah. job. Yeah, no, like today, like even like when I saw that, it was he's like the director of intercollegiate athletics or something. He's not like officially the AD, but so I even made a crack. Like basically, I said, "Well, okay, he runs the baseball team or something." Like I can't picture Bobby V in an office, like doing budgets for the women's <laughs> volleyball team and stuff, like for Sacred Heart. And lo and behold, no, no, he brought it up. I was like, so, tell me about Sacred Heart Baseball. He's like, it's more than just baseball game. You know, we've got, you know, 28 programs, women. Like, he's started going off, and I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's the strangest thing ever. Exactly. Like, who would have guessed it? But the best line, we'll move on from it, but the best line he had, so they came up with these new rules today in baseball, guys, where – you can't steal signs anymore. Like, I don't know what the hell they're doing, like, in baseball. Like, who cares about stealing signs? So, anyways, <laughs> there's new rules. Like, you can't have cameras in center field, like, pointed. Um, all cameras in the dugout and in the clubhouse must be eight seconds behind on delay. So, basically, there's going to be no more scamming and stuff, right? A lot of teams are very good at, like, using TV and the broadcast and – they're very quick. So I said to Bobby, I said, really, like, how quick can you, like, relay these things? He goes, oh, pretty quick. And he's like, trust me. Like, he goes, there's there's all kinds of signals, and, and it's going on. And uh, he goes, uh, he goes, was so sophisticated in Boston with the Boston Red Sox. You remember, he managed the Red Sox for, like, a year. And it was pretty hostile. And... Uh, and he said the Red Sox have like some system, and he goes, they wouldn't even tell me, and I was the manager. Wow, <laughs> they wouldn't tell him. He was like, so how's what's the system? And they're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> we got to figure it out, Bob. <laughs> yeah, and That's I told him he got a big laugh though. I said, I said, Bobby, I guess you, you must have known that you weren't going to be the Red Sox manager for long <laughs> when they're not giving you the keys to the code. He goes, the writing was on the wall, Gabe. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, writing on the wall. So, Mark, uh, you've capped quite a few of these Duke and North Carolina games over the years, haven't you? Uh, you sure have. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting when I was looking at tonight. And I'm going to assume, guys, that uh, you and Cam will not be wearing wristbands and being sneaking in as part of the alumni at the game tonight, right? I mean, you bought the Ah, you'd have to pay me $3,000 <laughs> to hang out with those kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but as far as the game goes tonight, and it's obviously a heck of a game here, you, you, you do have that league tournament knockout revenge chip on Duke's shoulder when North Carolina beat him in the ACC tourney last year. But when I was looking inside this series, this history, the thing that jumped off of my well-oiled machine was the fact that whenever Duke – uh, has played at home against North Carolina, and Duke has had an outstanding record, a win percentage of better than 850. They're 1 and 13 to the spread in those games. Uh, and I don't know if that just gets the, the North Carolina's dandruff up in these basketball games or the fact that the point spreads have been kind of on the high side, which I think tonight is also looking that way when you're talking nine points to a North Carolina team. But that 1 and 13 number is a pretty tall number for Duke to have to get over tonight. Yeah, and the series it really is. They're so tight, too, guys. The series, like you look at even like the last, like it's like forty, the last forty nights, like twenty-five and twenty-four. It's basically like a pick 'em mark. And when I see nine points in a rivalry game, I, uh, you know, I kind of get excited, thinking we know how good Zion is and Barrett and the team. But North Carolina is not too shabby, you know. To to win by more than nine is a pretty hefty test, don't you think, there, guys? 
I think so. You know, when you're talking about good quality teams, the first thing you're looking at are the points because you know that the underdog can win the basketball game or win the game on the court or the field without the points. And uh, you're talking a healthy number in a game like this tonight, and that 1-13 number I think goes to North Carolina's case this evening. Yeah, it is. It You know, and Duke is pretty hyped, obviously, because of Zion Williamson and, and R.J. Barrett and Cam Radish. Like, this is... Probably, you know, the most star-laden Duke team. And, you know, it's going to be Zy Williams' only game of Cameron and against these guys. So I see the hype, but like you guys stated, it's all from the Duke perspective. And when you look at North Carolina, they've been great on the highway, Mark. I mean, this year, 8-1 and one straight up, 8-1 and one against the spread uh, on the road. Uh, you know, they lost at Ann Arbor. Um, but, you know, their, their other game losses were on neutral courts. Um, you know, they're, they're undefeated on the road in, in conference play. And historically, and I know it's tough, you could say, well, what does, you know, past history have to do with this? It's a different Duke team, especially this year. But it's, all, it's a rivalry, and it's always just been this way. They've all, they always have players that are going to the NBA. It is what it is. And North Carolina, 15-6 and six against the spread guys over the last 21 games that they played at Cameron Indoors. They've been very successful, and I don't have to tell you, Mark, they've been very successful this year on the road in ACC play. Yeah, like you mentioned, Gabe, uh, anybody that can bring a record like they bring on the court into the game, uh, eight and one straight up, you know, that's that's seed material. That's that's top four seed NCAA basketball uh, seed material worthy type teams. And again, when you get into rivalry situations here, that rivalry dog is coming with everything it's got. And you're talking uh, points that are, you know, more than a, uh, we're going to say a touchdown here. Obviously, it's basketball, but, you know, more than six points in a big rivalry game with a team with a road record like they have. I got to look at the Tar Heels here tonight in this game. That's the thing, too, with the Tar Heels, guys. They've been flying under the radar a little bit with me, even. You know, it's amazing how perception can be like this, especially with gamblers. Yeah, you'll see a team play earlier, and you don't check in as much, and North Carolina aren't on TV as much, guys, if you noticed this year. True. Duke is all the time. Like, you know, there's been a few Tar Heel games here and there, but it's not the same. They're not on all the time. And it kind of, you know, they got beat up by Michigan earlier in the year. And, you know, Michigan were good, though. They were on the warpath, right? They beat up Villanova. They beat up uh, North Carolina. So people are sort of, ah, they're kind of down. But if you look at their losses, you know, neutral court losses, a couple of home court losses. They lost out of conference games, but to tough teams. Um, you know, excuse me, in conference, I think it was uh, Louisville and Virginia. And they lost on a neutral court to Kentucky. So, like, you know, it, it's kind of flown under the radar. Everyone talks about Duke, 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 Duke. But as you stated, Mark, North Carolina are a 20 and 5 basketball team this year with, with one of those losses earlier in the year against Michigan. So, really, they've won 20 of their last 24 basketball games. Yeah, good credentials, obviously, as you mentioned about North Carolina. And the other side, I think, guys, is the fact that Duke is the new number one team in the country. Yeah. And we've good seen call. that so, so many times before where teams, uh, you know, the, the, you see a domino effect. Number one this week, a new number team next, number one team next week, and then next week, and the next week. So it's that target that they're going to carry on, on, on top of this uh, with that big situation. They played they a tougher there, schedule, so. too. I just mentioned all these games, you know, yeah. Texas, Kentucky, uh, Michigan. Three, you know, pretty big-time out-of-conference games uh, that they play. Duke, you know, Duke haven't been challenged all that much. It'll be interesting to see what North Carolina can bring to the table tonight. We'll take a quick break with Mark Lawrence playbook. 
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Time decisions. Ready to rage your radio. Fantasy Sports uh, Radio uh, Network. All right, uh, we got Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, uh, with us. Uh, North Carolina and uh, Duke uh, this evening. Uh, the game that everybody's talking about and uh, people are spending big money uh, to go see. Um, we're getting uh, nine points. Now, as far as the total is concerned, uh, guys, um, Duke have been quite a money maker to the under this year, actually. Correct. They're sixteen seven and two to the under. Meanwhile, North Carolina are twelve and thirteen um, to the uh, to the under uh, this year. This, despite the fact that North Carolina averaged eighty seven point five points per game. Uh, meanwhile, Duke put up eighty six point four uh, points per game. But their totals are usually pretty high. But you know, if you look at the history of their their games. This is a really high total for these two teams, and I hate betting unders because it never works out well for me. I don't know why, and I always say I'm never doing it again. But, uh, Mark, I'll start with you on this. If if you're betting the total, you need a real clean ride, man, to get to 167. And one thing about Duke, as good as they are, guys, Zion Williamson, like, they crush it on the boards, and there's a lot of putbacks with these guys. It's rare for a Duke team, but they're not a very good three-point shooting team. They only shoot 31% from behind the arc, actually, Duke. So, they, you know, they also play to the under. So if you guys are playing the total, Mark, I, I think the, the under is the, the play here. I think it is, too, Gabe, when you're talking two teams' quality nature like this. This is going to have NCAA tournament intensity. The basketball game will. And take a look at North Carolina's body of work this year. You mentioned on the road, 8-1. and one. That's 8-1 and one straight up and to the spread, by the way. They've won the money, eight of those nine basketball games in the road as well. But look inside their numbers. You see on the road, they've allowed more than 76 points only two times on the road this year in their, in their nine road games. They play really, really good defense. They ratchet it up defensively, does North Carolina, when they take to the road. That's one of the main reasons that they carry this big 8-1 straight up into the spread number into the game tonight. Couldn't agree more, Gabe. That spread, I think that line is way too high. I would have made it a, a lot less than what it was. I see one. I see some 165s. I guess some people are taking it down a little bit, but yeah. it's it's much it's much too high. I'm with you. I, I like the dog and the under in this spot. I think North Carolina, too, to be successful, will want to try to slow the tempo a little bit more and do get the Cameron Crazies out of the game and, and play a real strong road game and try not to give the fans anything to cheer about. Kind of, you know, a little more grinding, a little more methodical. I think it's a bit too high. I, I like the dog especially. I mean, you know me, I'm more of a sides man, but I, I lean under as well. More than, more, you're more of a sides man. I'm a sides man, uh, yes. <laughs> Mark Lawrence uh, with us. 
All right, uh, another game, uh, Mark, interesting game. It was a fun game at the Madison Square Garden on Sunday night uh, with uh, with St. John taking on um, uh, Villanova. Oh, yeah, we were on St. John's. What a comeback. They rallied back from a 20-point uh, deficit to beat Ooh. the defending national champions. Yet St. John, a weird team this year. They, they win big, big games and... You know, now you talked about it earlier. You know, it's sort of that uh, the heavy weight of being ranked number one catches up to teams. St. John, basically, after that game, watched TV and saw everyone going, wow, they're in the tournament now. They're in the tournament now. They're officially in. And nobody's really going to dispute it, you know, save for a complete, complete collapse. But seems like a pretty big uh, flat spot and letdown spot here. Uh, for uh, for St. John tonight against Providence, at Providence. Yeah, we're seeing it reflected in the price here as well, Gabe. The game opened up, Johnny's the favorite in the basketball game, one and a half, and now it's up to as high as one and a half Providence. So that's a three-point swing in a game that does have natural letdown written all over it, as you mentioned, after that big win over Villanova. And they've also got a big revenge game on deck uh, on Saturday does St. John. So uh, you're talking about a Providence team that's home off an embarrassing 14-point home loss in their last game. The history in the series has been all to the home team, 12 and 3 to the spread. i got to like Providence in this basketball game tonight. I think Johnny's comes back to earth. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. We like Johnny. Yeah. I, was, I was looking at the coffee club, Mark, and an interesting note in uh, the late game tonight uh, with Nevada. Uh, horrible, horrible numbers of favorite in this game, and, uh, you know, straight up and against the spread when coming off a win, but when the San Diego Te- Tech Aztecs are, are the next team up, Mark, oh, bad news for the Wolfpack. More like uh, beaten down dogs. Not strong, not a strong Wolfpack. Good numbers for the Aztecs in this matchup. Yeah, 0-6 straight up end to the number, Nevada inside this series here. Uh, It is revenge for Nevada from last year. Uh, San Diego State took them out of that, uh, their conference tournament as well. But, you know, the bottom line, laying eight in the road, pretty tall tall ordered after laying to a team like San Diego State who can be pesky to say the least. I got to grab the points here as well. Eric Musselman has never won in San Diego before. He's never never won in this arena. (laughs) That's crazy. This ain't the Jenny Craig Center. This is the real center. Like, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not playing the Toreros. The Aztecs. 12-2 and two on this home court. Uh, all right, a couple other quick, uh, you know, interesting games here tonight. Villanova. Villanova, a very good team. They're not going to lose every night, but the numbers are against them, according to the Mark Lawrence's database. Villanova 0-4 off a straight-up uh, favorite loss versus Georgetown. Uh, Hoyas are on the, uh, they're on the bubble right now, they're on the outside of the bubble, too. They're going to have to go on a little bit of a run if they want to make the tournament. But the Big East is respected, so they do still have a puncher's chance. It's a big game for uh, Pat- Patrick Ewing tonight. You put it right on the head, Gabe. A puncher's chance for Georgetown here tonight. 12-point revenge. Villanova beat them 12 by 12 earlier this year. And like Providence, Georgetown at home off a 15-point loss. Lost their previous home game here i got to play Georgetown plus the points here. Villanova comes up flat after blowing basketball games as a favorite. I think it happens again tonight. Louisville uh, at the CUSA tonight, too. Another interesting game, guys. I'm yeah. leading with the Ville in this game. I am too, Gabe. And I, I trust me, I've been to uh, the, I've been to a few Syracuse-Louisville games. So I used to make the trip with my buddies every year when we met Derek Coleman. Syracuse doesn't play Louisville well. It's just one of those things. And uh, Mark's database says it's a good spot for the cards. Right, Mark? 
it is a good spot historically for Louisville here in this basketball game. Uh, when they come off a win, they've beaten them seven of the last eight times. I don't like the way the game sets, given the fact that Louisville is off that win and Syracuse is off a 15-point beatdown. But it's also Syracuse who beat up on Louisville last year. So uh, the situation being what it is, I think Louisville is a really dangerous dog, guys. And we're going to be talking more and more about them as we get closer to March Madness tournament time. I bought them at a big price in the NCAA tournament just because they can win games away from home. And I think they can do just that here tonight. Yeah, good, great point, Mark. And not many teams had Duke on the ropes down 21. They, they they had a mental breakdown in that game, but just to be even killing a team like that by 20 points, that was Duke's worst half performance definitely against anybody, and Louisville was beating them down till the collapse late. That's got to be encouraging. I think very encouraging for this basketball team. They're young, Louisville, but uh, very experienced. They recruit as well as anybody here, and a very, very dangerous dog. Uh, last college game, and then uh, we got a couple minutes with Mark, and we'll get him out of here. Uh, some quick AAF uh, talk, but um, Tulsa tonight, 14-2 against the spread at home and playing with revenge, including 8-0 straight up, NATS versus sub-700 foes. Wichita State rolls in here uh, tonight, and uh, 0-16 straight up and 6-10 against the spread as an underdog uh, at uh, Tulsa over the years, and it's almost like payback, Mark, right? You know, the Shockers were, they just terrorized teams over the last couple of years, it's like uh, payback's a bitch this year. Shockers are only 1-7 on the road. Meanwhile, Tulsa, a very, very good home team as well. It's weird the numbers come down, too, uh, in this game. But uh, as you state, uh, you're living on Tulsa time tonight. Um, Don Williams living on Tulsa time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like them. I mean, Wichita beats them up by 19 earlier in the first meeting this year. And this is a Wichita team, like you say, Gabe, is uh, getting a little bit of payback for the down season they're having this year. Not quite the shocker team we've seen in the past here. Tulsa at home win situation. I'm on the hurricane in this game. And uh, if you if you subscribe uh, to, to Mark Lawrence's uh, playbook.com as well as the the coffee club, there's information uh, pertaining to the uh, the uh, Alliance League. And uh, Mark, I'm uh, I'm eight and three. I played eleven picks. I'm actually seven and four with the posted picks, but I played a teaser that I didn't post actually. That's a win. <laughs> um, so I'm actually eight and four. But seven and four posted picks actually uh, through two weeks of the AF. Yeah, you know, a little bit of a heartbreaker. I was on San Antonio. They were looking good getting points against Orlando last week. We coughed that one up. But, hey, I'll take seven and four after two weeks in this league. And I think I have a pretty good handle of this league, uh, Mark. Uh, what's your take after two weeks now? Well, we've got the same kind of a comfortable feeling as you do, Gabe, uh, after two weeks. We did, we did really well in our first week of the uh, American Alliance of American Football Alert newsletter last week. We cashed three of those four sides. Uh, what you're finding here this week, there's two teams that are coming right back with revenge from season opening games, and then they're also going all back to all games this week are division games. They're flip-flopping division, non-division games for the first seven weeks of the season here. So this is back to division play this particular week. And uh, you know, you've got some teams that are 0-2 with their backs to the wall, specifically Salt Lake City against Arizona here. They cannot open up 0-3. They took a loss to Arizona the first week of the season here. I think Dennis Erickson we called out the fact that he's really good, or he was as an NFL coach, after coming up empty the game before here. I like their chance of Salt Lake City to take the hot shots down here this week. Ooh. That, yeah, that, there that we go. Getting points. <laughs> That's your guy, Dennis, Dennis Erickson. I'll hey, tell you, hey. Arizona, 
It wasn't Dennis just, Erickson's fault that Vinny Testaverde was down at the one and they didn't have the replay back. That it cost him his <laughs> damn job, Marenzi. Remember that Seahawks? Yeah, they, yeah, he it cost him a they job. They made the playoffs. Yes, they, they would have. The, the yeah. Joey Galloway game against the Jets. Yes, I'll never forget. Yeah, I remember the lines, the lines yeah, just Vinny came out, good. by the way, guys, in these games. The, the oh, games nice. The lines. Yes. Nice, Mark. What do you got? What do you see, Mark? Let me guess. Uh, so is it Arizona minus three? Three Arizona and a half? Fi- Arizona five and 44. Five. Ooh. Five and 44. All right. Home dog in the over. The over's in play here at 44. Orlando's a big, tall number. 15 and a half. 45. Birmingham seven. 38 and a half. And San Diego two and 44. I'll tell you, that Orlando team Ooh. is Spurrier. They can move the football. They can. They can, they can. they can move the football. Check out Mark Lawrence over at playbook.com. For all the information. Thanks for the time, Mark. Take care, My Mark. My pleasure, guys. Enjoy the games. Be well. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Thanks to Mark for joining us on the show. I'm Gabriel Moretti, Cam Stewart with us. Um, game time decisions, Red Heat, Red Heat Radio. Uh, look, we just talked a little uh, American uh, Alliance uh, Football League. A um, little bit of change, actually, with the futures. Uh, before the year started, the Arizona Hotshots uh, were the, uh, the favorites. Not overwhelming, but, you know, they were like plus two, you know, plus 280 or so, plus 275. In that range, and um, the Orlando Apollos were like, you know, plus 400 or something like that. But after two weeks of play, the Orlando Apollos are now favorite, Cam, to win the AF championship. And one cool thing about these futures is it's short. Yeah, I mean, the season's only 10 weeks. They're only playing 10 games. We're already into week three, right? So, like, you really don't have to wait that long. Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd still, you know, we'll go through the numbers here. The Orlando Apollos are plus 200, so there's no value whatsoever in playing that. The Arizona Hotshots, I got to tell you, plus 300 right now is not bad, to be honest. That's 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 not terrible. Like they're they're going to make it. Like they're they're very good. It's going to it's going to be Orlando versus Arizona in the final. So suddenly, and Arizona, you know, could, could be ended up being favored. So they're they're plus 300. It's not bad. Birmingham are actually two and zero, but they're not that great. But they're decent. They're five to one. The Commandos are five to one. Good football team, the Commandos. Salt Lake Stallions six to one. San Diego Fleet seven to one. The Atlanta Legends are thirty to one. And Hackenberg and the Express are forty to one. Poor Singletary. I'm, I'm, I'd like some value here because anything can happen. Like I think Salt Lake has the potential to be pretty good, but their quarterbacks hurt. San Diego, you can't sleep on Mike Mars. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, they're going to start to get it together as the season goes. They'll start to learn the offense more. But I think the Arizona Hotshots at plus 300 are worth a look, to be honest. Small league, too. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's what you talk about. And i got to be honest with you, in the future, uh, doing that, I know we have 
patience problems. Oh, we got to wait throughout the whole season, but it's good. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, people who have investment portfolios, they don't just like, you know, they don't change them all the time. Sometimes you have to wait for, you know, your mineral to go up or your stock to go up and stuff like that. And, you know, it's sometimes it's good to put some money out there, Gabe, uh, instead of just doing it all the time. You know what I mean? You have a bigger chunk of an investment that, uh, hey, if it comes in, you might win like a, a nice like five, 5K or something like that. You know what I mean? A real exactly. nice hefty chunk. And you could use that hefty chunk on a rainy day. So that's something I'm going to be do, doing more of too, especially with the golf, like, you know, putting in some early masters picks if I get a good line, because like uh, the hot shots there is a stock market, you could, you can get your eye on a player and maybe you get them at 50 to one instead of like 30 to one. Right. So yeah, just keep an eye on it. Uh, you know, the betting, betting sports well, I'll tell you right now, the Arizona hot shots, they're going to make the final. They're good. Yes. And at three to one, they're going to make the final and you're getting them at plus 300. Yeah. They only need to win one game. They're going to win the division. So then they need to win one game in the playoffs, and then they're in the championship game. Like, there's no two playoff games. There's the semifinal and the championship game. And they're going to be in the championship game, and the game will probably be a pick against Orlando, and you're getting them at yeah. plus 300. you got to wait. You yeah. have to wait 10 weeks, nine weeks from now, whatever. They're going into week three now, and there's no buy or anything like that. So this league will be done in uh, 12 weeks. So um, after this nine weeks, a little more than two months, but I'm with you. I've been very, you know, you you and I are very, you're, you, you're better at futures than I am in a sense. You've actually, you played them a little bit. You play golf, you sprinkle on futures on the cup and stuff. I'm very impatient. Like, I'll bet on a series sometimes in the playoffs, and even that sort of bothers me. And Like, I got to wait two weeks. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but I've done it. I, you know, I'll bet the series. I have, you know, I have sprinkled at times on, on some futures. But I'm with you. Now that I get older, I realize it's sort of like, you know, when I was, you know, people say, well, who knows where I'll be when I'm 30, right? So you don't worry about investments or who knows when I'm 40. Now I realize, well, I'm still alive, so I better start thinking about the future. (laughs) Yes. And if I play a bunch of future tickets and I randomly die and I'm gone, then it doesn't matter. I'm gone anyways, right? So it's not like, oh, I played the futures for nothing. I'll be gone. Yeah, I don't really so, want to look at. It. I don't want to look at it that way, Gabe. But your your mortality. I just think on a on a night to night basis. <laughs> when I look, it's actually funny. I'm pretty know, morbid and hardcore. Yeah, you, you, you do, but no. But you, sometimes you just got. And, and it's like funny. Like I'm I'm on a couple of my sites and I'm looking. Ooh, I got that bet with uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning in in the East. Or ooh, I got that bet with uh, you know Winnipeg in the West or whatever. And when you're down on your account, you're like, ooh, that that pays five eighty and that one pays seven hundred whatever. And these things are still alive. Like it's nice to look at your accounts and. The future bets, it's kind of good when you're not having a great night to look at them and say they're still there. These are still alive. They're alive for a while. You know what I mean? And, and the well, amount it's better of, to have, yeah, you better to have those futures going into the playoffs. Yes. Than, yes. Than, than, um, than stating, oh, I like this team to win. And then you end, and you don't have a future, but then you end up betting on them in the games and you end up losing. Like, you yeah. know, if you have Tampa Bay in a future, all right, good. You got it out of the way. You've got yeah. this big plus money pick on Tampa. Well, not massive, but you know what I mean, 7-1 yeah. yep. or 6-1, to 8-1 to one in the range of the time. And then when the playoffs come, you don't have to lay the minus 240 and stuff, nope. right? Correct. Like you already have a vested interest that they win the game. Correct. Um, baseball futures are another one, dude. That's one that I leave money on the table every year, dude. Like I can, I crush baseball futures as far as season win totals. Except it's so damn long. It's six months, right? Like that's it is, baseball but, but, is just long. 
As we talked about, man, it's the, it, the new approach, I think, six months really in the whole scheme of things when some people wait investments. Like, look at GICs and bonds and stuff, five-year yeah. yields, oh, 10 oh, no, year. No. Like, six months is nothing. Like, me and you, and it's that's actually pretty good. It's Because I'll good. tell you what, Cap, I did good. it. I didn't do it this year. I did it two years ago. And I played a bunch of baseball stuff. And um, like I played division. I played the Dodgers to win the division. Like uh, when they went to the World Series, and when they were going to come back, I knew they would come back. They weren't playing well. I got like plus three hundred or so, and so I, I hit. I hit like the Jays under whatever. I hit like a bunch of baseball props, and you know at the time, you know, you, know, you sort of forget about them, and then they're there, and then you're like, oh yeah, and you're you know. So I forgot. I played like six teams, Cam, like the Brewers, the Jays, this, that, and. And then, boom, I got to tell you, baseball season ends, dude, uh, at the end of September. And it also ends on a Sunday. You've been there. You know the drill. Yeah, I do know the drill. So I got all this money. I bitched and complained all summer. I was like, ah, I got all this money tied up in baseball. And I was on credit, too, so I used up the credit. So it's like on futures. That's what you do if you have credit. Smash with the futures. That's exactly. It's funny funny that you mentioned that. That's exactly. (laughs) On my way out, Gabe, that's what I did. And I have all the codes exactly. and all that. Yeah, on my way out, I go, yeah, you know pending. what? Yeah, screw I go, you. I go, exactly. yeah, you know what? Screw you. These are pending. And and then if I hit one of these, you're going to come see me. It's very simple. That was my big middle finger to you. You know what? I'm pounding yeah. these futures. That's exactly It's funny you mention that. It's exactly what I did. I've been there on that Sunday night on both sides where yeah. where I'm like, oh, my God. And it was it was at a book. It was, it was another book. I'm like, oh, my God. I just said I was having a rough Sunday. And I'm like, I just got credit at like 2700 bucks, And I was like, oh, those baseball plays. So I was happy I did it. But I've been on the other end of the spectrum, and I know you have too, <laughs> where it kicks in. You know what I mean? I'm like, I've had like a bad Sunday, dude, like with a credit book. And then it was already awful. And I'm looking, and like, I only like, my credit was like, it was like five dimes or whatever, 5000 And somehow I'm down like, you know. 68 or something, or 72. I'm like, how is this even possible? How do I owe more than I had? And I'm like, oh, God. I put 400 bucks on the Titans to win the AFC. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I, I'm like oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah, I, I bet I, on the I, Vikings I, to oh, win trust the me. NFC. I, trust me. I'm getting I, all mad. I'm like, I don't even remember doing that. You know what I mean? No, like, I did the same thing with the Masters. I remember, and I get drunk. I'm like, every day, not even remembering, oh, 50 bucks on this guy. for And one night, Roby came in. Then you look at the account. Oh, minus a couple of grand. Uh, time to pay. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I guess out of the 50 guys I picked, none of them won. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've sucks. seen some of your sheets in the old days. You keep scrolling. Yeah, people don't understand. Like, that's the thing. Like, my, I remember one time my bookie came up to me. He goes, you know when you bet $50 20 times, it's the same as whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just, maybe I just like to click. Like, you know. He goes, why don't you just do it once? Because <laughs> you're bothering him even. He's got to go through it. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm telling you, buddy, like, this is our lesson. Like, trust me, I'm dealing with the banks right now, and they're BS interest rates and the way I get screwed by them. Like, it's a real problem. Futures and sports is one of the better investments you can do. You don't get taxed on it. Oh, you get it in your account this. for a while. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's a, And that's a, exactly what you said. Like, even the hot shots here at plus 300. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Dude, it's, it's nine weeks. There's yeah. seven weeks in the regular season. So, like, basically, you know, ten weeks from now, you know, two and a half months, boom, here we'll be. You know, the season goes fast. Next week, week four, like, they're going to be halfway through this thing. Like I said, they're the best team. I mean, like, 
Orlando are really good. It'll be interesting when they play each other, but they're going to play each other in the title game. Yeah, they're clearly the class of the league. I mean, the odds makers got it right. They said before the year started, these were the two best teams, and they are. You know, they're both two and zero. Yeah, for a reason. And that's the thing, like, and and you know futures too. Like, that's a great time to have different books and different things. Shop around. You might get a team at, uh, you know, five to one. You're getting nine to one, like stuff like that. And that's, I've got and, a and, CFL. Yeah, I got a CFL. I'm sitting on it. Let's. No, let's Gabe, I'm going to keep it I'm gonna quiet. Be, as a friend, as a friend, it'll be better for the show. I'm as a friend. I'm going to tell you to sit on it. Just that's your little yeah. secret, and uh, let's not yeah. talk about that one. We've given no, out we'll too much stuff before. After. Yeah, we'll talk about exactly. it after. Once it's, once it's done, I'll say, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You buy right, the Cardano. Oh, Cardano. Cardano checks in. Maybe with some gambling advice. Yes. Gambling advice. What's going on? What's happening? What's going on, Mike? Gabe, did I hear you say that you don't play futures because if you win and you die, you wouldn't be able to collect? That's why you don't play? Um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Cam was caught off guard by it. <laughs> yeah, like when I think about futures, I'm like, well, a lot of stuff can happen to between now and then. Right? So, But it doesn't matter. So, yeah, but now I'm looking at the positive, Mike. I'm like, you know what? You know, it's sort of like when people like punk rockers, you know, and they're like, you know, 18 and 20. Ah, I probably won't even be alive when I'm 30 anyways. Ah, you know, who knows? I won't be around when I'm 50. So I'm still around. So now i got to start thinking about a portfolio uh, as in sports futures. That's like my retirement plan. What's the longest date that you're willing to bank your life on that you'll go out? <laughs> well... <laughs> not to be, yeah, uh, you know. Now, now it's like I feel like yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, that movie. Thing. It's like, like I'm, we're jinxing yeah, me now. Yeah, Mike, you're, you're, let's uh, not but, do that. Yeah, <laughs> but you could wait a year me, or two. Like you could wait a no, year me, for me a future. Teddy, you know, me and Teddy, Ted Savransky had this because uh, we actually he 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 talked about betting, but he got he got freaked out and scared. It was too morbid for him. I told him that um, I'll make it to Super Bowl seventy five. He goes, no, you won't. <laughs> so we're going into Super Bowl 54. So I took offense. I said, so what, you, don't, you, don't, you don't give me 20 years? And he goes, wow. You know? So then we basically, we were going to bet you know, whether I would make it to Super Bowl 75. But he didn't want to do the bet after. I'm, I'm all in. Well, how, would you it's funny. how would you collect? What if, you, if you died, how would he collect? I'd have to leave it in a trust. Yeah, or in a, yeah, like in a bank vault or a super yeah, yeah, safety deposit leave. box. Uh, yeah, yeah. A yeah. locker, a locker at an airport. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, not to be <laughs> rude, but if he dies before me, then I yeah. still have to get paid. Correct. <laughs> what, what, you willing? Imagine to showing up to that funeral. Yeah, Imagine showing up to a funeral. Listen, excuse me, your husband uh, and I made a bet who would last long. Let's talk. <laughs> Are you comfortable enough to plunk some money on the Dodgers and wait till October? You think you'll make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't trust the Dodgers, but yes, yes. I'm, see, Mike, this is the new me. I'm looking forward to the future. Like, I've got a CFL future that uh, we see a line somewhere that we're, yeah. we're you know, we got to do a little more research still. It's like a heavy investment, so we, we got to make sure we're doing our, our due diligence. And, uh, you know, listen. I'm obviously, uh, I've obviously got a sound plan if I'm planning on betting on AFL uh, futures here, uh, Mike. <laughs> Game time decisions. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, ready for Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports and Radio Network. Yeah. Yeah, the boss is impressed with you, Marenzi. No more day to day, month to month, year to year. Long term yeah, long, investment planning. Yeah, I got some long term investments. If Virginia wins this college basketball title, I'll, it'll be fun, it'll be a fun phone call to Numbnuts. Just say, hey, bud, remember me? <laughs> Payday. I got them crazy yeah, odds, too. but They're uh, not going to. I know. That's the thing. They're going to get close, too. That's the problem. Damn Duke. Like, I hate to say it. I need something bad to happen to Duke. Because without Duke, I think Virginia can win. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to think about it. Yeah, it's just, you, you know, too, they're going to, like, they'll, they'll, do you think they'll go, like, they'll go to the, if, if they go to the Final Four, I can maybe do something, but they have to make a deep run to make the hedge worthwhile. Yeah, if they you know what I mean? Final four, you if they go to the match, final yeah. four, I, I can't even do it at the Elite Eight, I don't think. The math won't make sense. But if they go to the final four, I think I could find the math to get something out of it, you know? Yeah, but the thing is, they'll get to the final four and you'll be all excited and you'll buy in because they got to the final four and you won't want to hedge <laughs> it. That's that's what happens to me. Yeah. Like, I always say, oh, I'm going to hedge and I get there. I'm like, I don't want to hedge. Like yeah. I'm like... I got on it, but if the plan is to hedge, like that's the thing. That, you got to like hedging. I'm not a hedger, but if the plan is to hedge before, right, that's the deal. If you're like, all right, I'm taking this team at 18 to one, and I'm going to hedge, right uh, after. If they, if that if that's the plan, then that's the plan. I tell you too, Duke is my uh, plus 190 to win, and you know how about this for a parlay? It's like this is the uh, why fight the party parlay. Golden State Warriors to win the NBA title. Duke Blue Devils to win the NCAA title. Pays plus 327. Eh, not bad. It's not bad. Could somebody, somebody beat Golden State? I don't know. That's tough. It's not no, like. It, not likely. It's not likely. It's not like. It's not like impossible, impossible type thing. But, but it's not very likely. The problem is now they have to mark his cousins too. It's a real, that's a real bitch. I know. It just it never ends. <laughs> the, the, they were already a bitch to deal with. Yeah, and now like, oh now yeah, super cousins. And, and the thing is, cousins is like their best player along with the rest. Suddenly, like, because cousins is playing five million dollars this year and he ain't gonna do that next year. So he's trying to show everyone that he's a monster still. Level coming up. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. News, 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 news,
If you want to go see UNC and Duke tonight, it's going to be a good one to bring some money. North Carolina versus Duke, arguably the most storied rivalry in all of college basketball. Getting inside Cameron Indoor tonight is going to cost you. Ticket prices were going for $2,500 in comparison. The lowest price ticket for the Super Bowl, just a little bit more at $2,674. Gabe says these tickets, though, are two grand now, and they are dropping a bit, too. One customer apparently paid $10,652 for a ticket. Morenzi's calling BS. Vivid Seats getting some promotions, but it's going to be a great one. Zion Wilman, Will, Williamson, the number one ranking, Barrett, and one of the biggest rivalries in sports. Man, intense demand tonight. There's also a limited supply, which is having effect on the price. Cameron Indoor Stadium has just 13% of the seating capacity of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And when you factor in the floor seating as reserved for those students, you're left with short supply and massive demand. Going to be a great one tonight. Duke, eight and a half. I thought we established yesterday that this song is not metal. Yeah. It's kind of hard, too. Not bad. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, I, I like this song. I, I, the I the total like is high. It's 165. We got good action at 630, Marenzi. Number 17, Villanova, laying six on the road at Georgetown. Total 148. Number 10, Michigan State hosting Rutgers. MSU minus 15 and a half, 134 at Rutgers, Mississippi State. Rutgers made an announcement today, actually. Yeah. Got uh, news on Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. Rutgers is now selling alcohol at their football games. Woo! Yeah, there we go. It's worth the train yeah. ride to... To Rutgers, yeah, Gabe. Makes, makes it somewhat a little easier now. <laughs> easier. Some hooch on the train. Mississippi State minus six and a half at Georgia. Total 147 and a half. Gabe, all those games, 630 tips. I want to be uh, the PSA guy. So big games at 630 tonight. Two ranked in the team. Other top 25 action. Florida LSU Tigers minus seven, 141. Number 18, Louisville at Syracuse. The Orange laying two, 133 and a half. Butler and Marquette. Marquette is a six-point fave, 145. And number six, Nevada is at San Diego State. Wolfpack minus seven and a half. Total 145. Gabe, we talked about this too. Major League Baseball attempted to curb technology-aiding stealing signs by implementing new guidelines and punishments for perpetrators who get caught in the act. The league is banning the use of all non-broadcast outfield cameras located inside the foul poles where team replays officials who work inside the clubhouses are going to be monitored by a security expert. Other changes being implemented by Commissioner Rob Manfred will include the banning of television monitors from the tunnels between the dugouts and clubhouses. MLB is also going to force all managers and heads of baseball ops to sign documents saying they are aware of the new rules and they will be held responsible if their team is caught cheating. Penalties for the offending teams could be the loss of draft picks and international bonus monies. One of the best MMA fighters calling it quits. UFC legend George St. Pierre set to announce his retirement from MMA on Thursday after an unsuccessful bid to fight with UFC lightweight champ Khabib Nurmagomedov. That's a tough name there. Ooh. Nurmagomedov. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The former welterweight king has competed just once over the last five years, beating Michael Bisping the count via submission at UFC 217 back in November of 217. And yeah, uh, GSP, what a record. 26-2 and and produced the third longest title reign in UFC history, which spanned over 2,064 days, including nine successful defenses of his title as well. And Khabib said, hey, don't retire just yet. You want to play me? Talking on Instagram to turn UFC lightweight champ 
offered to fight St. Pierre in November, saying, let's do it. You can retire afterwards, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen, Morenci, even though that would be a super, super fight. In the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert telling uh, reporters Wednesday that the team does not intend to use its franchise or transition tag on running back Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, an unrestricted free agent at the start of the new year, still with the Steelers. Antonio Brown will be wearing new colors next year, but the team says they have no intention on giving the receiver away for pennies, but on March 17th, Brown is due $2.5 million. The Steelers have less than a month to for a suitable trade offer there. In the NBA, Joel Embiid going to be out a week. The boys are back at it on Thursday night. Dwight Howard returning to the nation's capital to begin workouts with the Wiz. Manny Machado off the market, but Bryce Harper's future cloudy as ever. Reports today say Bryce Harper has turned down multiple offers worth more than $300 million. So we'll have more on that story. Four games on the ice tonight. Stick around, everybody. It's Red Heat and Rage with Cam Stewart and Gabriel Moretti. We got picks and a hell of a lot of fun. And our boy Gamblu coming up. Stick around. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game time decisions. Ready, Rage Radio, level two. Level two. Yang's, Yang's a great guy, but he's he's yeah. a little he's a little torn on the metal gene. Right yeah, now. it's it's hard to do those updates. I got things coming in and out, whatever. It's like I, I'm fighting through it, Morenci, like a boxer. I'm just jabbing. I my thought way we established, Yang. It's neon nights. It's like. Uh, it's Neon Knights, and we'll keep it simple, all right? Yeah, and just yeah, loop the sound loop bed, part. right? Do that song no, and just Neon loop Neon Knights, and then let's go into uh, Flying High Again, Ozzy Osbourne. Nice old-school classic metal. Nice and simple. And it's nice and upbeat, and uh, yeah, it's established. Neon Knights. Like Neon Knights, like yeah. Ozzy Osbourne what? Yeah, Flying, Flying high. high Again. Flying, Flying High Again? That's our double yeah. music bed for the update. Nice, Marenzi. Yeah. Right, there yeah. You go. And then at 6 o'clock, Yang, we'll call it the mystery hip-hop one. You can throw anything at Yeah, whatever you want, a nice little hip-hop bed. Nobody. You That's it, your choice. I, yeah, Producer's choice. The, hip, the hip-hop Pro- update. Producer's right. choice at 6. Metal music <laughs> challenged. Metal at 5. Hip-hop at 6. Yeah, it's, uh, the hip-hop. Uh... <laughs> That's that, yeah, Yang can co- uh, choreograph that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so um, 844-843-6879. Maybe we'll get to a couple of calls uh, later. Um, We'll see what happens. Listen, we got Lou coming up right now. I know that. uh, So uh, we got Lou coming up, Lou Gamble in about five five minutes' time. We'll talk a little uh, MMA with Lou. I know Lou's going to start to analyze what's going on in the National Hockey League. Uh, We've got uh, MMA from uh, Prague this week. Prague, Czechoslovakia. Prague. Or I should say the Czech Republic. Correct. I'm calling it like, uh, let's see. I'm calling it Burma, Myanmar. <laughs> Great value yeah, in know, Prague. Okay? You, you know, you're old when you're dropping for... Czechoslovakia. Yeah, like, what, exactly, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, you know all the areas of the Czech Republic? Pretty strong. Yeah, my buddy went to Prague. He told me it's a real value spot. Like, basically booze there. Oh, like yeah, pennies yeah. of glass. Like, it's like Kool-Aid. Just everyone's everyone's wrecked. Chicks are ultra hot in Prague too. Uh, Prague seems like a real good place to go to. Good value. You get, you know, you you can stretch your dollar. My type of place. Nah, it still is Europe. So you know, it's it's not. You know, I guess it's cheaper than yeah. other places in Europe. 
Europe's pretty yes, freaking yeah. expensive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. London, yeah, yeah. Any of those other countries, like yeah, the, those like London's very expensive. Switzerland, all those countries, yeah. Like bring your checkbook, but Prague you can get away with it. Uh, yeah, a little bit longer of a stay if you don't have. Tons so of you, you and I have been talking a lot over the years, and more and more recently too, about um, about like uh, cities that we live in. And you know, I, I enjoy New York City; it's a great uh, world class city and stuff. But we talk about like the the real estate, and the, you know. Yeah, you know, so I, our, this. I just had a huge future, conversation this the other day. Yeah, I'm thinking about moving so, sooner rather than later, very soon. So, I've been talking a lot about the Pac-12 recently and how the Pac-12, Pac-12 struggling, and you know, compare yeah, they're, they're they're not struggling, but compared to the other conferences, they're not winning as much. Uh, their television revenue, they're not giving as much money to the teams, etc. And I read today that the Pac-12 headquarters. They rent a building in downtown San Francisco in the trendiest part of the city for $6.9 million a year. The SEC headquarters, Birmingham, Alabama, $325,000 in a strip mall, essentially. Fantastic. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Level 2 continues. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenci. Thanks to Mark Lawrence for joining us earlier in the program. Talk to Duke, North Carolina. Uh, just for the record, I quickly uh, just brought up the Rutgers 2019 football schedule. And, uh, man, you need uh, you need a lot of booze, actually, to make it, uh, make it worthwhile to go out there. <laughs> it's the worst home schedule ever. Like, they, they don't play anyone. <laughs> like, it's... Their home games, they host UMass in week one. Then Rutgers go to Iowa. Then it's Boston College at Rutgers. Then Rutgers at Michigan. Maryland at Rutgers. Rutgers at Indiana. Minnesota Gophers at Rutgers. Liberty at Rutgers. Liberty. Rutgers at Illinois. Oh, Ohio State at Rutgers. So that's the big one, That's a good one. I hate Ohio State, though. Uh, I guess I would go pull for Rutgers. And, uh, oh, they play Michigan State. Great way, a great way for Rutgers to end the year. Ohio State at Rutgers, Michigan State at Rutgers, Rutgers at Penn State. Ooh, uh, tough. Yeah, yeah, zero and three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't see it. Man, I don't see this team winning more than three football games next year. But anyways, let's bring uh, Lou in Gamblu dot uh, com. Let's talk some mixed martial arts uh, with Lou. Lou, always a pleasure. How you doing? Always my pleasure, guys. Uh, fresh off a fun fight card and. You know, I I, I I go three and three and one on the card, but unfortunately the, the the one was Kane, and boy, let me tell you, when I miss him, I miss him in hemispheric fashion. That was a big miss. Eh, a lot of people missed though. <laughs> you know? It was a gamble. We bought into the hype. Him coming back and always in great shape, and he's refreshed after three years. I don't know, Lou. Like, what's what's the final verdict? I thought the knee gave up, and it was more so the knee that put him in a position that he ended up being in. 
I've seen some people stating, no, it wasn't the knee. He was already messed up before that. How, how did you see it, Lou? Like, was he in trouble and then the knee gave out, or was he going to be okay and then the knee gave out and then he was just screwed? I think the uppercut uh, put him in a quick queer. And uh, his knees, both of, really both his legs, you can kind of see he went straight down. And that's one way guys get knocked out. I mean, they fall forward, they fall backward, they fall to the side, or they fall straight down on their ass. And, and Kane got hit with an uppercut, and he was going straight down is how I read it. Uh, that may not be exactly correct. I know one party says that's what happened. One party says it's not. But that's what I saw, and I was sitting pretty close. <laughs> Lou, gamblu.com. So, uh, Lou, no point living in the past. So, uh, well, well, you were there, so how did you enjoy it? You said you always wanted to be uh, sitting up there and, and covering an event. Uh, was it everything you wanted it to be? Yeah, it, it, it really was. The, the time that I had on Friday at Media Day with every single fighter that I got to speak with. I didn't get to talk to Vic, but he's the only one I missed. Uh, but that exposure, as well as the early weigh-ins, was phenomenal access. I, uh, the networking was incredible. I got to meet Ray Longo, Matt Serra. I got to talk to Iaquinta a little bit. There were all kinds of other fighters there. Uh, Kevin Eoli, I got to shake his hand, a guy I totally respect, even though I'm not the biggest boxing proponent. He's a damn good writer, reporter, and sounding board for the fight game, no matter what he's writing about. And uh, overall, uh, I come away tremendously impressed by all these young kids that are fighting. Everyone was bright-eyed firm handshake, even the young ladies, uh, willing to engage and very, very professional. I come away with a completely new understanding for the press, how hard they grind and work and how much time it takes to put a two or three minute video together. I was totally impressed with that. And then lastly, I was quite impressed with how well the UFC accommodates the press between the uh, access, uh, how organized everything was. So I, I come away overall with a, a really, really positive feeling for the whole doggone thing. Lou, gamblu.com. Yeah. Uh, I see uh, Dustin Poirier doesn't share your enthusiasm for the UFC. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing here Dustin Poirier tweets out, uh, you guys should just release me. Um, you know, they said, you, know, you never give me a big fight. It's always just a bunch of garbage, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't go anywhere. And I thought it's interesting you said that. A lot of wide-eyed people coming into this, that's that's what they need. Because, you know, guys that have been around it, they get frustrated. And you look, you know, he beat uh, Gaethje. He beat uh, Eddie Alvarez and basically hasn't gotten a fight uh, since then or at least a, a big fight offer uh, since then. And it's funny, too. I see so George St. Pierre says he's going to announce his retirement tomorrow. Khabib urges him to reconsider yes. um, so they can fight. But, you know, Khabib, you, you just had an opportunity to do this, and you, you didn't do it. That's why GSP is, uh, that's why GSP is uh, retiring, <laughs> like, because of all the crap that he had to wait around uh, all, the, all the time. But uh, as far as the card this week, uh, Lou, they're, uh, they're in the Czech Republic this week. Jan Blakowicz and Thiago Santos is the main event. The fight's basically a pick em. 
Yes, and uh, I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with how dominating, how impressive, how destructive Thiago Santos has been uh, in his last, you know, handful of fights. Uh, but I, I do have to say, uh, you know, Eric Anders is a, a legitimate 205-pounder, but I don't consider him a polished mixed martial artist. And Jimmy Manawa is a contending 205-pound fighter, um, but really limited. And, and, I, and I just, when I look at the body work of Santos, and those are his only two fights up at 205, uh, I really see a guy that has to have it one way, and that is moving forward and in volume. And then when I look at Jan Blachowicz, you know, no flash whatsoever, no trash talking whatsoever. And they're both similarly skilled fighters. Uh, uh, the difference being Blachowicz has a really stout, underrated grappling wrestling game. And Santos, even though he's a BJJ black belt, does not use it and has been exposed on the ground most recently against a journeyman fighter in Eric Spicely. Santos moving up from 185 to 205, I do believe that he'll be 205, 210 night of the fight. Blockowitz is going to be 225 the night of the fight. I think he's going to be the bigger man. And in this particular matchup, I look for Jan Blockowitz to be very, very measured and very, very steady in that first round while he has to weather the storm. But the longer this fight goes, the more it turns to Blockowitz. And I think that he just is the bigger man. I think he's the more versed man. Santos has the one to be... The, the one to travel across the world to meet Blockowitz, you know, miles away from where Jan Blockowitz was born. I mean, Prague is right along the Polish border where Blockowitz was born. It's going to be a totally pro-Blockowitz crowd. I would handicap this fight, you know, a pick em in Las Vegas, honestly. And yet, now we move to Europe. And Blachowicz, at least when I released him yesterday on Point Spread Week, it was plus 110 or plus 1.5, maybe. It's straight a straight pick him right now. That. <laughs> yeah, That's if, it's great. A, if, if it's a straight pick him, I, I, I just think that uh, it's a really, really good spot for, spot for Blachowicz. And really, you look back at him, I mean, who, who is, who's hassled Blachowicz? It's wrestlers. Pat Cummings bothered him. Corey Anderson bothered him. Uh, and Alexander Gustafson, there's no shame in that loss. I don't think Santos has fought anywhere near the competition Blockowitz has. And I think he's being discounted because he's a, a premeditated, somewhat deliberate white guy. And he's not explosive and wild and crazy like Santos. You know, a lot of people remember the losses, uh, Lou, with Blockowitz, but... He's been on a hell of a run right now. A little four-fight win streak uh, for him. He's really reinvented his game as well. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Yeah, Yang's got St. Louis Blues, hot. That's it. This one's for the Blues. Beating my lease in overtime. I do. I got the Blues. It's a rock and roll love Should have took the Blues. <laughs> Listen, uh, loser hot. You know what? Uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure our main man, Gamblues, uh, spent a couple of, uh, I'm sure you've shredded some tires, uh, Lulu, and uh, spent some hours on Route 66 in your day. Six? <laughs> I, uh, as a matter, I have, and uh, as a matter of fact, I have. Route 66, back out in the middle of Arizona, but more importantly, I am a blues lover, and I grew up basically, I mean, I bet you I've been to 20 B.B. King shows, uh, just can't get enough of really good blues music, and uh, I mean, Johnny Winter, uh, uh John Lee Hooker, B.B. Uh, King, I mean, even Clapton stuff, uh, uh, the Johnny Lang, some great bluesmen out there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the blues uh, as well. Um, we just didn't expect Yang to turn this into the blues <laughs> hour uh, today. But, yeah, it's all good. It's a snowstorm. It, it, it fits. Yeah. yeah, who doesn't like the blues? Everybody likes blues music. Um all right, so we're talking MMA. Everyone likes, well, not everybody, but a lot of people <laughs> like MMA. So, Lou, you're leaning with Blackowitz here. Uh, we went over this fight. You like uh, you like his size. Uh, we talked about it. he's on a run right now. Um, he's won his last four fights, uh, fighting in Europe as well, in the Czech Republic, on the border of uh, Poland, uh, where he's from. Um, there's uh, here's We got another uh, Brazilian and European matchup, Stefan Struve. Uh, returns. Take on Marcos Rogério uh, de Lima. Uh, de Lima is like a minus one thirty favorite, and you know Struve's you know been Struve's been around forever. Sure has. He started fighting when he was incredibly young, and you know for a guy that's been around forever, like his fight IQ never got better. That's like for a dude that's seven feet tall, he fights in a phone booth. He's never figured out how to keep a distance and use his you know freakish. He's long to his advantage, and he's very hittable as well because he's so big. So, like, guys, like, you know, they don't even try to just hit him in the head. They just throw punches and hit him in the stomach. And he he doesn't have the greatest chin. He's had a heart condition in the past. He had an anxiety attack once before a fight. It's hard to step up to the window and bet on Struve. But at the same point in time, the kid does have talent, Lou, and – you know, we're talking about a guy that beat Stipe Moshek before. Like, he, he's capable of beating people, but he's also capable of getting crumbled in the first round. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a really, that's a very good synopsis right there, Gabriel. It's totally about IQ as Struve. He does not use his length in any way, shape, or form. And you got a guy in Rogerio de Lima, the ship in from Brazil, that's one of these guys that quit taxing himself by trying to make 205, and now he fights at heavyweight, and he's got some explosion and a little bit better power. That said, his body of work is extremely lacking. The competition level that Struve has been in with really makes me want to like Struve, and, uh, but yet Struve's IQ makes me want to like whoever he's fighting. So this is a perfect one for me to have no opinion on because there's there's some other good fights on this card. Uh, Gian Vellante. How long has Struve been fighting for? I was just going to say, me and you, we've known each other for a while. I remember you were doing, like, Struve stuff, like, back in the day. How many years is that? He, he's he, he's got to be getting up there now. Like, he was young before. How many years has he been fighting for? His first Huts. fight in the UFC. And all you need to know about this kid, too, his first fight in the UFC was against Junior Dos Santos. <laughs> wow. Uh, That's crazy. In 2009. Yeah. So, 10 years. Yeah. It's, yeah. Long and lean, that guy. Long and lean. He's fought everybody. Like, he's, he yeah. really has. They threw You're him right, in there early. Um, Joey Odessa is going to be with us on Friday, and uh, Joey, no doubt, one million percent is going to bring it up. I will admit it. I stated that uh, Stefan Struve will one day fight for a championship. <laughs> I didn't say he was going to be a champion. <laughs> I said that he was going to fight for a championship. And the heavyweight division used to be thin, and he won a couple of fights in a row. But uh, now nah, the, the dream died, and Joey busts my balls over this forever. But I can bust his balls, and we'll give you a pick for this uh, tomorrow. We're not going to be on Friday, actually, guys, but we're going to be on tomorrow, so we'll give you some picks for this before we're done. Uh, me and Cam will be in Toronto going to the Raptor game. Uh, but I'll bust Joey's balls over Gian Valente, a fighter that's cost Joey a lot of money over the years. Uh, one of <laughs> Weidman's buddies, a football player from Hofstra, a wrestler as well. But one of these wrestlers, Joey, that doesn't really uh, uh, doesn't use his wrestling. Jan Volante. Like he, you know what I mean? He's a wrestler, but he never wrestles. So he just sort of gets in the slugfest. Entertaining fights. If you like watching dudes just stand there and bang. But what, what do you make of this fight, uh, Lou, with Jan Volante going overseas? Here's one I'm kind of interested in. Uh, this young man, uh, Michael, I'll call him by his first name. Yeah, that uh, last 20... name is tough, Lou. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like mine. <laughs> so we're just going to call him Michael. Chucky, I don't know. Yeah. Alexey uh, Chuck? Really, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's, he's regional in, 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 uh, you know, in that area. Uh, but I think he's I think he's biting off a lot with Volante here. And now let's Volante is going to be the, the much larger man. And uh, in doing a little research this last weekend, I got a real warm feeling about what the guys uh, at Sarah uh, Longo thought that Volante was going to do. I wasn't shy to ask them about that, and and they're they're pretty high on the fact that that maybe Volante is going to wrestle here. He's got this young kid that's pr- primarily a striker. And uh, even though Volante's IQ is terrible, and when he, once he gets hit, he just stands there and trades, his, his body of work is so much better. Um, he's got two inches of reach, three inches of leg reach. And, and if you think there's a chance he's going to use a little bit of 
IQ to try and avoid being in these split decisions that he's been in four straight fights, I think that they've finally gotten to the guy, and he's going to go in there and tackle this kid and rub him around on the mat. Uh, Volante is a fighter. I'm going to take a real long, hard look at it, plus 160, plus 170 somewhere. Lou. 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 Dot com. Hey, uh, hey the Canadian lady there, uh, Gabe, Liz Carmouche, right? Carmouche. No, she's not. No, she's, she's not, not Canadian. Canadian. Where is she from? No. USA. Oh, really? Okay. I so said getting her mixed up with another chick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was actually a, um, she was a female troop, wasn't she? Like, I was think she really? She was a U.S. veteran. Yeah. Oh. Sorry about that. Yes, yeah. I, I believe that's the case. And she's an easy yeah, gal yeah. to like and, and pull she's for. She's a wrestler. Yes, wrestling-based fighter, but a little undersized, although it's it's kind of nice, you know, for her to be Sarah able Kaufman. to... Sarah Kaufman. Sorry, Lou. Sarah Kaufman. Oh, oh no, yeah. Cam. Maybe you're yeah, thinking yeah. of her. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. You're right. Grinding uh, wrestler. Yeah, she's actually anyway, tough, too. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no. The, the interesting note about Pudilova, even though she's real young, uh, she's going to have some size on Carmouche in every facet, and she's also a local Czechoslovakian, and so she's going to have some crowd there. That's an interesting fight. I don't know that I have a lot to to say on it. It's actually going to be a, a fight that's fought at 125. Uh, Carmouche was a little undersized at 125, and she was hugely undersized at 135, but she's fought and, and done well against some good fighters. Uh, I tend to think that she's the local is going to be... been off for a while, be- though. She has an I the local at home is a dog I want to like, but they're making it too easy. So uh, that's not one I have a strong opinion on. However, the next fight uh, down the line uh, might be one of the best. That might be right up there with Luke and and uh, and Barbarina, quite honestly. Yeah, we came so close with Barbarina. I had him, Lou. Um, hell of an effort from him. Hell of a fight. Um, hopefully, did they end up getting a bonus in the end? Did they get the bonus? Yes, they they got fight of the night, good, and good. he's a he's the one young man. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time at the lab, and I've I've gotten kind of friendly with him, and it's been to my detriment because I've now taken him out of my database. I I will not bet a fight he's in because I'm afraid that I'm skewed because he's such a fine young man and a great dad and husband and so I, I like him and I want him to do well so I remove myself but boy did he show well in this fight uh, I mean he was winning on those scorecards uh, if that thing goes to decision and I just tip my hat to such a classy great huge hearted tough young man yeah at the time one of the judges had it nineteen nineteen, and two judges had a 2018 Barbarina so yeah, he was yeah, on the verge of, right. of cashing that ticket. Yeah. That, so the that next one you're talking right. about. That's... Sorry, Lou. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I saw that uh, the judges' card were. So the next one here is a lot of hype around this Yan dude taking on John Dodson. It's funny because it was wasn't that long ago. Well, I guess it was a few years ago that John Dodson was getting extremely hyped up. Uh, Dodson says, "I'm going to let people. I'm going to remind people. I'm not gone. Actually, that I, I can still fight." Uh, Taking on this Yan dude who everyone's in love with, Lou. A lot of hype around uh, this fighter. He's nearly a three to one favorite in a minus two eighty range. Yes, and, and he's and he is very impressive. 
and he looked really impressive against two complete nobodies in uh, sexy Ishihara and Su San. Now, the fight against Silva D'Andrade was actually a very close competitive fight. Uh, and Silva D'Andrade is, is on the cusp, but uh, Peter Yan, more grinding, grappling kind of a fighter, I don't think he has anywhere near the stand-up that John Dodson has. Uh, I think John... I, I think they're writing Dodson off a little bit here. We can talk about him a little further on the other side if we're getting close to a commercial. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Best Heat Sports Radio Network. Uh, Gabriel Berenzi, Cam Stewart with us, uh, Gamblue.com's uh, Lou uh, with us, uh, Lou uh, of Gamblue.com. So, uh, Lou, uh, what, what other fights? So, we were just talking about Dodson actually went to the break here. So, you think he's a live dog in this fight? I, I do. I think he sees they're propping up Peter Yan for the fast track, kind of like they are Adesanya. I think that I like uh, where he's at. I like the fact that he might be saying, wait a minute, what about me? And uh, I also like a couple other things. And the one thing that I really like is when I look at these lines and I go to uh, right now, there's not totals out, but here's the the lines at five dimes. Fight goes to decision minus three twenty. Okay, so they're telling us that this fight's going to be a decision. Well, if it does get to a decision, do you want the faster, quicker, more athletic kind of a striker uh, that's maybe a little bit more well-rounded, or do you want the more deliberate? forward-moving grappler that has to have his hands on you, kind of a wrestler. So to me, I think Dotson has the athleticism to pick and poke and pepper Peter Yan for three rounds and not let Yan get his hands on him. And for those reasons, you're giving me Dotson at plus 230 or better. I have to take a long, hard look at that. I can't disagree. Um, you know, we'll see what he has left in a tank uh, right now. But the odds, as you stated, the odds um, are sort of like they're 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 calling me. But I tell you, the odds were also calling me for Bruce Leroy, even though you warned me, Lou. <laughs> I spoke with Odessa too. It's like, can he fight smart? You know, can he stay away from Gracie for 15 minutes? And the answer was no. <laughs> yeah, uh, tried as he might, and he worked hard to try and do it. I give uh, less blame to Caceres and maybe a little more credit to Gracie, who showed me a little more yeah. capability and prowess than I was expecting. Yeah, it was, it was an impressive uh, performance uh, from Gracie. All right, Lou, so uh, anything else on this card to uh, catch your eye on the, on the prelims and undercard? 
you know, a lot of times we get such re- regional talent uh, and it's obscure talent, but uh, I will say overall this fight card is is hugely international. I mean, we got Venezuelans, Macedo against Gillian Robertson, a Canadian. We got Bosnia Herzegovina Hadzovic against Marco Polo Reyes from Mexico, uh, and that's going to be one hell of a com- competitive fight there. And I would say overall, without dropping a blanket on it, I, I think that this these fights could set up well for some of the Europeans in the undercard. I think uh, Peter Soli is in a good position, even though he's a little bit of a favorite. Uh, I think Hadzovic's in, in a good position and close to a pick. And I have one blind spot in that I do not like Prezeris. Prezeris fought at 155, and he'd show up to those fights at 160 and beat wrestlers like Des Green that fought down in his country in his backyard. And and Prezeris is, to me, Prezeris is a cheater. Now he's at 170, and he's fighting this this, uh, long, tall, 22-year-old striker from Russia, and I sure hope this... uh, Actually, he he trains now. He's born in Russia. He trains in Australia. Uh, Anyway, I'm hoping this... Nardiev is is able to freaking turn the lights on out on this Prezeris, and I'm going to be trying to find any way to bet Nardiev at plus two eighty three hundred. Everybody will be using Prezeris in parlays, so wait on that one and see if you can get a big price, and even wait and let me uh, uh, release it on Friday or Saturday before you bet it. But I, I want to yeah. like them. Yeah, hey, Lou, he's up to, uh, I'm seeing on the, the best fight odds, up to plus 350 in some spots, 335, 348, so might go up even higher. That's a good good price. It, it, will, it will. So just sit back and let it go up as high as it can, and then, you know, if you're a $20 better, put 5 bucks, 10 bucks on it. If you're a $100 better, put, you know, 25 30 whatever. I mean, I'm going to use a half a unit on it. I either bet a unit or a half unit, so... If I release it, I'll have a half a unit on it, and you know, at three fifty or four hundred, why not? I mean, that's what we're here for. Lou Gamblu dot com uh, with us. So, Lou, I know you enjoy to um, you enjoy taking in a baseball game on uh, Wednesday afternoons uh, when when the D backs yeah. uh, play at home. Uh, what about this new uh, Alliance uh, of American uh, Football League, uh, the Arizona Hotshots? We actually had a general manager on uh, yesterday, uh, Phil Savage, former general manager of the Cleveland Browns, and uh, he ran the Senior Bowl. Very competent uh, guy, football guy. And you know, Arizona got a pretty stacked roster. They're you know, arguably the best team in the league, along with Orlando, uh, Lou. Uh, hot shots uh, football. Have you caught the fever? <laughs> uh, I, I have been watching it. I was asked this uh, recently. And, uh, you know, most – most everybody wants to jump in right away because they see a brand new sport where they may have edge on the house. And then after watching the first week's games, we realized the house didn't have any clue what they were doing, but neither did the gamblers. So I've taken a couple weeks off and I'm thinking maybe this week might be the week that I get involved. I have a future bet in each division uh, it, and it's unfortunate see, because the futures. Mr. Yeah, see, Lou, smart. Well, I, see, smart guys I, with futures. Game is that. That's our motto today, Lou. Long-term investments. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's it's one way to go, and I mean, my, the, I got San Diego in one division, who's I think just one and one, so I got some trouble there. But I do have Orlando in the other division, and I and I do like them. Clearly, it looks like Arizona is going to be the team to beat. But you know, just like hockey, there's no way I'm taking Tampa Bay guys. All right, so I'm going to find somebody else. Plus, I actually think Tampa Bay, once they get into the playoffs, is going to be a little bit weak. And I don't mean to take us to hockey from uh, to, <laughs> from your Alliance of American Football game, but uh, I'm watching it. But it's not getting a lot of my money just yet. But I am watching. We're um, we're um, two weeks in. I'm seven and four, Lou. I've jumped in, and I bet some. You know, I bet real units on this stuff too. <laughs> I'm a big college football junkie, and, you know, I'm an NFL junkie, so I, you know, the rosters I have a pretty good handle on, the situations, and I've always been good at these secondary football leagues, and sort of secondary leagues as well, but like secondary football leagues. You know, the Arena Football League, I always had a pretty good handle on it uh, over the years. I've done very well in the CFL uh, over the years. CFL is tough, though. Like, when you're in the States, you know, like, you, you do do better when you're in Canada with the CFL. Like, you just see more news of it and stuff, right? Like, it, I've had tougher years, actually, when I'm away uh, from Canada in the CFL. But um, the, the Alliance League, uh, you know, 7-4 and four so far. And it's a trickier week this week. Like, there's, there's some interesting matchups or some bigger spreads this week, uh, Lou. But, hey, you know what? You know, we'll keep betting it until, uh, until the wheels fall off for us. But so far, so good at 7-4. and four. That's great to hear. I, I think that's awesome. I, I I love the fact that you're researching it, and on top of it, uh, I was gonna say, you know, I I'm not afraid of Salt Lake City at home getting four and a half from Arizona, who struggled in their last game this week, and uh, my San Diego teams at home minus two and a half. Now that's nothing I would bet, but I'll be sure watching that to see if I can get them to uh, you know a good home win against a decent San Antonio team. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think I think you're right about that. Uh, earlier, Mark Lawrence was on, and uh, Mark's Mark's buying into this league right now. He's he's got picks on his website and over at Playbook.com, and he was talking about uh, Cam's. Uh, that's Cam's Cam's team, Salt Lake City. Dennis Erickson. Dennis Erickson, old friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, kind of look like the I, Detroit Lions. Here's what I will say. Uh, you guys have great guests on, but I'll tell you what, Mark Lawrence is a longtime freaking top-end guy, and he's like E.F. Hutton. When he speaks, people should listen. I know I do, and that's, he's a great guest for you guys to have regularly, and I'm flattered to be on the same show as him, to be honest with you guys. It's amazing, Lou, oh, too. When you that, yeah. yeah, thanks, Lou. When we read his database, it's amazing how history repeats itself, Gabe. Like, when I look at the data, you know, when you send me the coffee club, like the Louisville, Syracuse and stuff, it's amazing, like, the stats and the depth of his database, how, like, it's 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 amazing how it just year after year, time after time, it's coming up. That guy's a great capper. Yep. College trends are more reliable than pro I agree. trends. Great point. I agree with that. Due 100%. to the coaches. Yes. I mean, Syracuse is a system. Yes. It's yep. different players, but yep. it's Bayheim a system. system. It's yep. Jim Beheim. You're yep. betting Beheim. Like, you're betting on or against Beheim. You're betting on or against the zone. Zone, yep. It's the same damn team every year, right? Like, you know, and with pros, you know, you can sort of rely on trends with coaches, but not sort of, you know, in a, in a deep end, in a bigger, broader perspective. But college, uh, college is interesting. Yeah, I asked Mark Lawrence, actually, 
when he um, when he started becoming like uh, gambling for real and like sort of you know the business that he got in 1975, guys. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's 1975. Hardcore. Yeah, I asked him, like, what's the first Super Bowl he bet a lot of money on and, you know, sort of as a pro? And he said 1975. So, yeah, that's that's some hardcore stuff uh, right there with uh, with Mark Lawrence. We're with Lou, uh, com. So, uh, Lou, before we get you out of here, we got about two, three minutes. I saw you tweeting about it. You take the long-term approach. And uh, even though you're a big hockey guy and you like betting on hockey, you like to uh, let the season sort of un- unfold. And then uh, take a look at the da- the data and the stats, and uh, and then prepare your your playoff uh, wagers. I guess here at that time of the year now, as the playoffs are uh, around the corner, 20, 20 25 games away. Uh, right at January, I start to look at the standings. I only look at it by conference. I don't know the divisions. I don't give two hoots. I can tell what the wild card situation is, uh, but really, I, I'm looking at the numeric. Uh, analytics that I taught myself to look for after decades of listening uh, and handicapping. But I got to tell you, one of my biggest influences, maybe one of the biggest influences and one of the greatest uh, contributors to a gambler within his sport is one Barry Melrose. I will give Barry Melrose unbelievable credit for teaching me since he was a coach for the Kings and then a broadcaster how to assess the game. I buy into every dadgum thing he says. He's equipped me with the knowledge that has made me a really, really successful handicapper in hockey in the playoffs. I use the 82-game season as data by which to draw my opinions from. And my philosophy, when you bet hockey with me, it's just like playing the zone for Bayheim, okay? I'm playing hockey from the goal out. And it doesn't necessarily apply in the regular season. But in the playoffs, you're looking at your Bostons. You're looking at your Islanders. Even though the Islanders have two goalies, and I I definitely favor when a team has one, Teams that play with great goalies then have strong defenses and, oh, they may struggle to score. Those are my kinds of teams. And I'm already on the Islanders. I'm already on Winnipeg. And I see some other teams out there as well. But I have not made any hockey bets, nor will I, because I want to be fresh and I want to be ready to fire when the playoffs come. And I will say this. At about this time for hockey, the futures market is dried up. And so what I'm going to suggest is that people that want to get involved with the futures, go ahead and wait till the playoffs start. And then if we take a team like the Islanders, rather than try and get them at, trying to get them at two or three or four to one, we'll play them series by series and step by step. So try and maximize value on them. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.
Game Time Decisions continues. So we head into uh, lineup lock live. NBA basketball will be back uh, tomorrow. Yep. Some NHL hockey this evening. I put together one uh, call for basketball uh, lineup. Just a single game showdown. I figured this Duke North Carolina game uh, being talked about so much. So we did a uh, we did a showdown a lineup for this this game tonight. Yeah, and I That's got what, a couple. What, what can we do? It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, what else you're going to do? Stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a hockey lineup, and I got two golf lineups for you. So working hard today, Marenzi. Yeah, they're in oh, Mexico right. it's tomorrow. Wednesday. It's golf day. It's Wednesday. Yeah, it's yeah you got day. a four, four. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. Uh, after Justin Thomas, it's absolutely hilarious. I have Justin Thomas. The guy's never blown like a lead in a tournament until last week. And J.B. Holmes, if you had him, he was like 80 to 1. To, came out of nowhere to win. I'm not happy for J.B. Holmes, though, man. The guy had brain surgery and stuff like that. The fact that he's even still playing golf at this level is a miracle in itself. He had brain surgery. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, big time. He could have. Isn't died. he the one that plays slow? So is that his excuse? Yeah, they, play, they yeah, No, that's the thing. Like, I don't mind. Like, he does play slow. Didn't they bitch guy, about his speed today. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the, definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah, everyone's bitching about, oh, J.B. Holmes is slow. Well, no offense. Uh, I watch golf probably more than anybody. Patrick Cantlay, a guy I bet on, that guy's slow as molasses, too. So slow down. It's Jordan not just J.B. Holmes. Yeah, yeah. J- J- Jordan Spieth's looking for balls on every damn hole. He's slow, too. I'm with you, man. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> it's, like, it's not just a J. Jordan, why, why are you picking on J.B. Holmes for? What, because he just looks like he's not like a rich country club guy? Like, he's a little scruffy? Like, lay off lay off J.B. Holmes, man. The guy's had a lot of personal problems, and I, I got that guy's back, you know? I'm happy for him. I wish I had money on him. Pissed me off. I had Thomas. He gagged. Um, so, yeah, of course, Dustin Johnson. It's all the usual suspects here. Yep. Uh, yep. One thing about this WGC. So, so, we'll talk about the format on the other side, actually. But this is one of these deals. What is it? It's like the top 75 players. There's just no cut, right? It's not like a normal tournament, yeah. right? No, no, yeah, it's the best players in the world, world ranking. The other PGA guys have their own events, so all the scrubs are there. So, yeah, it's going to be a real uh, limited field game, lots of quality. So, yeah, and you get great odds on guys, too, because the field's so strong. Looking at the history of this, though, it's usually big names, and the favorites True. usually win. Correct. And, you know, it's hard to find dogs in this. They're all the top players, right? So, yeah, I know. You've got to find As far one. as the prices are concerned, yeah. All right, we'll hit the golf, we'll hit uh, college basketball, we'll hit the point spreads, and everything else in between on the other side.